Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Sorry for the late upload this week. The weather's changing. Our bodies are changing. <laughs> We're not going through puberty. <laughs> we already did that. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I had a sore throat, and I just wanted to be like, hey, I have a sore throat. It should just be from the weather changing, but just so you know, and we wanted to be extra cautious. And then we're both just busy adults, so. We are. It is fall, okay? It's a busy, busy time. Yes. Um, but I think we'll just upload this next Tuesday and then keep the regular two-week cadence, so. So we're going two weeks after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. This is the much-awaited episode, at least for me. <laughs> also, I've gotten criticism for doing this episode already, saying this is not a Disney movie at all. You're right, but this is a niche interest for me. Who said so. that? <laughs> My boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck him. <laughs> it's See, a niche interest for me. We finished all the Disney movies, and now we're just doing movies from our childhood. Yes. So fuck off. <laughs> this is a big movie from our childhood. Your childhood. <laughs> My childhood. <laughs> My adolescence. Um, as we've established before, Kelly was part of the the original Twilight fad. The Twihards. The Twihards. I was not. No. Elizabeth <laughs> was very anti Twilight. I okay. <clears throat> Before it, like, originally just, like, blew up, it got, like, big in my school before, like, the first movie came out. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember, like, all my friends reading it, but I just, like, I was not interested. I knew it was a romance. Romance books bore me. Plus, I just, I don't like vampires. <laughs> so those were two things that I was not interested in. But then it became, like, a global phenomenon, and I was a little brat, and I was like, I don't like Twilight. That makes me better than you. You can't be like most girls. I can't. I, I could not. I could not. <laughs> it's okay. We've talked about this. You grow out of your internalized misogyny. And I you're did. like, I want to be like most girls. Most girls are very cool. They are. I, there's still a little bit left things that I just probably will never beat because it's, it's really hard drawn in there. But I recognize it and I try to flip it. <laughs> yeah. I, on the other hand, was totally enthralled. Loved it. Obviously, back in 2008, whenever this came out, this premiered November 21st, 2008. Um, these books were becoming really popular. I remember a few people in my class started reading them. Not that many people in my class really read them, but a few people started reading them. And then I saw the movie and then started reading them. Um, and I was in sixth grade at the time, to clarify our age, and, um, yeah, I loved them. I was reading, okay, so I didn't read a lot at the time. This is why I love Twilight. It'll always hold a special place in my heart. I didn't read a lot back in that time, and then I was, like, flying through the Twilight books. Like, it was, like, twice in one week, I was like, Mom, can we go to Target and get the next Twilight book? <laughs> and my mom was, like, excited that I was reading, but also, like, these books are fucking $20 because they're <laughs> giant hardback books. And they, like, just soared in popularity, so probably the prices went up so yeah. high. And she's like, I guess. <laughs> but, girl, I was... Totally enthralled. And our one of my good friends, like, friend of the pod, Courtney, she also loved them. So we were, like, going back and forth talking about them. It was our personality for a while. <laughs> we loved Twilight. We went to, um, whenever the Twilight DVD got released at Walmart, we went to the midnight release at Walmart with her <laughs> aunt. A, was there anyone else there? Oh, yeah. It was, oh. like, a huge thing. There were, oh. like, a bunch of people. Wow. Yeah, so we went I to I always just aunt. imagined it was just, like, you two at midnight. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There was a whole oh, line. <laughs> yeah. Twilight was a big deal. So it was very exciting. I, I will say, like I said, I saw the movie before I read the first book, but the movie, this especially, 
It's good. It's a, it's a special place in my heart. I've also said this before. I think if Twilight did not have the, like, connotations that it did, like, if it had never been really popular, especially amongst teenage girls, that at least this movie would be, like, a cult classic, like, an indie, like, people would think it's very funny because it is. So, <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. And, like, the blue tint, people will complain. I like it. It's an artistic choice. Catherine Hardwick, you should have been able to direct more of the movies. All of the movies. I was not a fan of the blue tint. I thought it was green. It's bluish. Bluish green. I think it's an artistic choice, personally. Also, I was going to say, if I were more dedicated slash had more time, I would have reread the Twilight book to really give the full... It's a long-ass book. To give the full, you know, effect. But it's been quite a while since I read them. I will also say, I grew out of, like, the books and the stories. Like, I don't think they are good stories anymore, but they're more just nostalgic to me now. Mm -hmm. So... Kelly is also part of the Twilight Renaissance. Oh, for sure. Well, even before, like, um, even before the pandemic, whenever it, like, really heightened, um, I would watch all of the movies, like, once a year, just to, like, check in, see how <laughs> I felt in. about them. I But I do remember in college, I was watching them, and I was like, oh my god, this is the most toxic relationship I've ever fucking seen in a movie. This entire movie takes place within a month and a half. <laughs> a month and a half. Please keep that in mind as we go through this movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if the book is a little bit longer. It might be. I don't remember. But trust me, I got lots of talking points as we go through these next couple episodes. <laughs> I think with that, we can go over the cast. Sorry, I just had to, you know, give my thoughts on Twilight in general. Okay, so obviously this movie stars Kristen Stewart, yes. who we already met, especially in Catch That Kid. We love her. We love Kristen Stewart. Yes. Um, I'm sorry to Kristen Stewart for the way I treated you back in the Twilight heyday. You didn't deserve it. You did not deserve the hate that you got back You really did it. But also, people complain about her acting in this movie. They're like, she's so awkward. That's the character. It's a fucking teenage <laughs> girl, and she is very awkward. Isn't she a Mormon, too? Stephanie Mormon Meyer is a Mormon. <laughs> there are, okay, the outfit that she describes yeah, in one of the books <laughs> is a floor-length khaki skirt and a brown long-sleeve t-shirt. Bl- Button-up blouse. And then Edward looks at her and is like, you're utterly ravishing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can tell that these books were written in the early 2000s, too. Like, not only is it, like, Mormon, but also just, like, fucking weird-ass styles were popular then. I, I guess we can talk about Stephanie Meyer a little bit. I'm sure you all have heard the conspiracy about had 9-11 never happened, Twilight <laughs> would have never happened. Um, and this all goes back. It's a big whole circle. But Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight after having a dream about Gerard Way being a vampire. <laughs> and Gerard Way started My Chemical Romance because of 9-11, so... There is also a theory, I don't remember what it was, that if 9-11 hadn't happened, then Dakota Johnson would have never called out Ellen. Well, yeah, that, that's part of it, too. So, because no, that's 50 not Shades, true, Ellen. No, because 50, oh, Shades, 50 Shades of Grey, Shades of Grey was based off right. of Twilight, and that's then 50 right. Shades of Grey, Dakota Fanning, yes. Not Dakota, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> no, that's not true, Ellen. Dakota Fanning is in this movie, though. Well, one of them. We'll get to it. <laughs> not this one in particular. Yes. In the Twilight movies in general. Um, we also have Taylor Lautner, who we met in Chief of Bad Dyson 2. Um, but we are introduced to Robert Pattinson. (laughs) (laughs) So, I never found Robert Pattinson attractive in the Twilight heyday. However, whenever I watched Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire for the first time, I was like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I think 
It was just like the <clears> British <throat> and like also the like utter Grown disrespect and, like, <laughs> of everything. Like, oh, this is so I own the Twilight DVD, obviously. One of the times, like one of the second times I watched it, they have commentary from like Stephanie, Captain Hardwick, uh, Christian Stewart, and Robert Pattinson, like during the movie. There are so many like behind the scenes facts that I have from watching that. So I will sprinkle <laughs> them in when I can. I remember seeing those on Tumblr because Robert Pattinson was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, I didn't watch, like, the later movies, but the later movies, it gets crazier and crazier when they do that. (laughs) Okay, so he was obviously a subject degree in The Goblet of Fire. He was in this movie called Remember Me, which I have never seen, but you saw, and you told me how it ends. Yeah! And it was fucking wild! (laughs) Okay, we watched that in middle school. We we used to have movie days in 8th grade, and we watched that at 8th grade movie day I remember this was, like, his first, like, post-Twilight, well, not post-Twilight, but, like, in the middle of Twilight movie. Yeah. So it was, like, super popular, and then you were like, oh, this movie takes place in September of 2001. Yeah! (laughs) It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a totally normal movie, and then at the end... Um, he was also in Water for Elephants with Reese Witherspoon. He was in Good Time, which is a Safdie Brothers movie. He was um, Josh Safdie's muse for Good Time. <laughs> Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. He was in The Lighthouse, which I've never seen, but I heard he masturbates in it violently. Um, he was in Tenet, which I did see, but I saw it at the drive-in, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on. I couldn't hear a single thing they said. And it was also a confusing movie in general. <laughs> and then most recently, he was The Batman, which I found a mediocre film. <laughs> I might be, like, the only person who thinks that. <laughs> I hadn't heard any reviews of it positive or It was negative. three hours long. It was so annoying. He's so, like, silly. <laughs> he, like, comes out of the shadows, and they're like, what's your name? He's like, I am Vengeance. And it's so ridiculous. He's just, like, walking through a crime scene, but his suit is, like, twice the size of his body. So he's, like, maneuvering around in his little leather suit. <laughs> it's really weird. Robert Pattinson is just a meme. That's just Yeah, a, that's the way he looks He's just life. a walking meme. All of his choices. <laughs> Everything he does. Like, there was a thing where he, like, made a food recipe article thing, and it was like, yeah, I just don't cook the spaghetti fully. I like it to be kind of crunchy or something. <laughs> I don't remember. There's just, he's a meme. He's yeah. just trolling everyone. Um, so Gil Birmingham, who plays Billy Black? Mr. Black? Yeah, Jacob's Billy. dad? Yeah. Um, you may know him from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He plays Jackie Lynn's dad, which is a controversial storyline. However, <laughs> unrelated to this podcast. <laughs> um, he was in Veronica Mars, and he was recently in a show with Andrew Garfield called Under the Banner of Heaven. I highly recommend it. It was very good. Although actually kind of related, because Stephanie Meyer fucked over the Quillet tribe. Just just some information. I'm glad you have that information. I was going to look it up, but I was like, Kelly probably knows. I don't have, like, super in-depth information. I just know that she did not, like, consult them for anything that she wrote or anything that she, like, did, and she didn't give them any profits from anything that she wrote yeah, or did. I thought she just, like, made up this tribe. Like, also, no. Taylor Lautner's not native. No. She's <laughs> just really tan. No, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she really fucked them over, and then even after being, like, called out for it and asked to, like, do something or apologize, she just never did. Stephanie Meyer is very problematic for a lot of reasons. That's one of them, so we don't love that. We support Native and Indigenous people, and it's fucked up that, like, this happened, so. Yeah. Um, Justin Chan, who plays Eric, we actually already met in Wendy Wu, the Homecoming Warrior. Um, Christian Serratos, who plays Angela, we met her. She was in Cowbells, and she was Susie Crabgrass. And it's about that school's survival guide. <laughs> um, we are introduced to Anna Kendrick. 
who first uh, came to global worldwide sensation in Pitch Perfect, and we all fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we all sang Cups and did the Cups song. But you know what? I think Jessica deserves a lot of credit. So <laughs> this is where I think there was an interview where she's like, began. I don't remember making Twilight at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she was in the Trolls movie. She was in a couple, like, smaller movies that we saw, like A Simple Favor and Table 19. I really liked A Simple Favor. I highly recommend A Simple Favor. It was fun. I liked Table 19. It was, like, a cute little, it was, like, an indie movie, but it had so many big names. Yeah, I don't remember a lot about it, but it was cute. But they were, like, the rejects at a wedding. Yeah. It was fun. Um, They were, she was in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, starring (laughs) our high school English teacher. (laughs) Whose name we will not mention. She's not on the IMDb page, don't worry. She's not starring. She was an extra. (laughs) She was in Hawaii. Whenever they were filming, um, she was in Into the Woods. She was in The Last Five Years. Okay, which holy fucking shit! Have you been getting any of the last five years TikToks on your before you page? Because I have. I have. The not. discourse has reopened, and <gasps> I'm so glad that it did. Because okay, everyone's like the whole thing is it's a flawed relationship. They're flawed people. Blah blah blah. Like yes, they're both flawed people. But Jamie is at fault. Jamie is. Jamie in fucking the wrong. cheated. <laughs> he cheated. That's the like that's it. The end of story. They're like, well, she was jealous. Like she can be jealous and still be supportive. That's, yeah. Like she was showing up to what he was doing. She was there. He was. He not. never he came. Was cheating. He never came to a summer in Ohio. And you know what? You know what else? The song after they get married, he's talking about, oh my god, I wish I could fuck every woman, but now I can't because I'm married. Fuck you, Jamie. Fuck that shit. We're on Kathy's side. Exactly. Even though her name is Kathy with a C, and that's unforgettable. (laughs) (laughs) We're still on Kathy's side. (laughs) Um, Anna Kendrick was also in Scott Pilgrim and was nominated for an Oscar for Up in the Air. Both very good movies. She should have been... Everyone should have been nominated for an Oscar for Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> um, Kellen Lutz, who plays Emmett. Classic. He, I, I only really know him for 30 Rock. He plays um, Frank's nephew, Kellen Lutz. <laughs> he was also in the show called The Comeback, starring Lisa Kudrow. It was like mockumentary humor before The Office, so it was like way ahead of its time. It only lasted a season, but then it came, it came back... In, like, 2014, because people were like, oh my god, this is fucking brilliant. Lisa Kudrow is brilliant. Um, she plays, like, an actress who is popular on, like, a 90s sitcom. And then she comes back, and now she's, like, an aging actress, and she's, like, the ugly aunt in, like, a stupid sitcom about, like, young, hot people. It's really good. If you can stand, like, cringe humor, I highly, highly recommend it. Especially, people say that, like, the com- like the, re- the reboots aren't ever as good as the original. I personally, I really enjoyed the reboot of The Comeback. I think it holds up to the original itself. Um, anyway, Kellen Lutz was also in Accepted and the best sports movie of all time, Stick It. Yeah! <laughs> Had to get there. Um, my dad will fight you on that, but I stick to my belief that it's the best sports movie of all time. It's so good. <laughs> Highly recommend. We watched it on New Year's one year. It's that good. It's Start that off good. your year with Stick It. <laughs> um, Peter Facinelli is in, he was series regulars in Supergirl and Nurse Jackie. Do you ever watch those? Um, Cam Gigandit, uh, star of early 2010s movies like The Roommate, Easy A, and Burlesque. Very important. Wagon Wheel Watusi. And Elizabeth Reeser, who plays R- Esme. Um, she was in The Handmaid's Tale and The Haunting of Hill House. 
Yeah, um, there's also Ashley Green. I don't really know her from anything, but she did date Joe Jonas. She took Joe Jonas's virginity. <laughs> she took Joe Jonas's virginity. <laughs> this is not speculation. Just kidding. No, that, Allegedly. no, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed by Joe Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sophie Turner, to bring this up at this time. <laughs> um, also, I don't remember what um, Rosalie's name is. What's her actress? I don't remember. Uh, Nikki Reed. Nikki she Reed. I mean, there were a bunch of other people who have had, like, long careers. Yeah. But nothing significant to me, so I did not put them there. I just bring her up because she was in 13, which I know is, like, a very, like, popular movie. It had um, Vanessa Hutchins in it, I believe, as well. It's a very, like, not raunchy, but it's just a very, like, weird (laughs) portrayal of teenagers. It's very, like, un- um, filtered yeah it's a little weird unhinged yeah i've watched a lot of movies with these actors and actresses because again i was obsessed with twilight so i was like let me dip my toes in the water see what else i can see so i did watch that but i don't remember a lot about it but there was a girl i went to grade school with who made rosalie her profile picture on facebook for a really long time this girl is married to a woman now so that makes sense Rosalie was, like, the mean character, always. And, like, they try and kind of give her, like, a forgiveness story arc, but it doesn't fucking work, especially as we get later in the movies, you'll see. But, yeah. I digress. <laughs> okay, so shall we begin? Let's begin. Um, we open on a voiceover from Bella. Yes. Our main character, Bella Swan. I've never given much thought to the way that I die. And as this is playing, we're seeing a deer being chased. It's like a scene in the woods, like there's, it's intense, there's music playing, like what's going on? Honestly, like, and then like a teenage girl being like, I never thought I'd give much thought to the way I would die. That's like intense. (laughs) It's an intense opening. And she's like, she says like, but dying in the place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. But she's like, um, she's talking about, she's leaving Arizona. So we get a little scene of that. She's packing her stuff up. She's going to move with her dad to Forks, Washington because her mom remarried and Phil is in the minors and they need to travel for baseball. Yeah, we don't learn that he's in the minors till later so they're just like oh my mom and phil are going on the road and i was like what does that mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) again this is better explained in the book but in the movie they're doing what they can they're trying not to give so much exposition at once which i appreciate but is not useful for the the point of our podcast (laughs) um so immediately we go to forks it's population four thousand. but i used to know all of this like by heart i don't remember all of it as much but uh, uh we meet we meet Chief of Police, Charlie Swan. Yes. Now, when we say a cab, we're not talking about Charlie Swan. It's true. <laughs> Charlie deserves the world. I <laughs> I knew, I knew, like, in the Twilight Renaissance, the, the Charlie became a fan favorite. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, whatever. But just even in this first movie, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, and, like, in the later movies, too, like, Charlie deserves the world. <laughs> but he should stop being a cop, personally, I think. <laughs> so uh back and forks well yeah bella and her dad have a little awkward like interaction in the car as they're like driving around she used to live there whenever her parents were together but they got divorced when she was pretty young so uh at the house she meets billy and jacob and i would like to say that bella brought a cactus from home and as they're coming into the house bella is holding on to this cactus for <laughs> dear life <laughs> yeah <laughs> So outside, they meet Billy and Jacob. Uh, Billy is Charlie's best friend, and Jacob's like, oh, we used to make mud pies together. So they give her this truck, which is, like, this ugly-ass, big-ass, old, like, truck. It's, like, orange and yellow and (laughs) busted. Are you kidding me? 
Bella is so excited <laughs> to get this truck because she's not like most girls. Um, and so they're like, oh yeah, Jacob She's will- very Kristen Stewart in this right here. Yeah. She's like, uh, J- Jacob will teach you what you need to do because you have to double, pu- bu- double pump the clutch or something. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to drive a stick shift. But Bella does, apparently, because of course. And apparently this is all before school. So she arrives in Forks and, like- is settling down all before she has to go to school okay. in the morning. Another thing I would like to bring up. You know what Bella is wearing to her first day of school? At a new school, this is also the middle of the year. It's not like the beginning of the year. She is wearing a long sleeve shirt with a bowling shirt layered over top, some flare jeans, and a brown headband. Her curly hair pulled back in a headband. I'm sorry, but like Kristen Stewart... The way they curled her hair in this movie. Okay, also, it's not, her hair isn't supposed to be curly, and the character of Bella would never curl her hair, so, like, it doesn't add up. Okay, maybe her hair is curly in the books, but I do not remember that being described. Anyway, her hair wouldn't look like that if it were, like, naturally curly. They could have done better. Come on. It does not look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gets to school and immediately is flooded by people. Okay, so I guess this kind of makes sense because this is a small town. And, okay, in the book she's described as being, like, very plain looking. Like, she has brown hair, brown eyes. Like, there's nothing about her that is extremely, like, charming or, like, attractive or whatever. But everyone is in love with her immediately. Everyone always. is in love with her. Yeah. Also, it's March. Which I guess makes sense because I guess spring training has started. Yeah. But she's coming to school in March. A new school in March. Yeah. Uh, so Eric is the first one to introduce himself to her. He wants to do a story on her for the paper, but Bella's like, no, I can't have people looking at me. I really can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring that up. No, 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 no. I'm going to bring that up as much as I can because it is permanently ingrained. I really, I really can't. I brought that up at work the other day. We're talking about Stick to the Status Quo from High School Musical. Yes, we're talking about Vanessa Hutchins. If you don't remember that line. episode. I brought that up the other day and my coworker looked at me like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, how do you not know this? You ha- Yeah, it's permanently burned into my memory. Why is everyone so. staring at you? Not me. You. I can't have people looking at me. I really can't. Exactly. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, but Bella's like, don't do a story on me. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever you want, Bella. Uh, <laughs> so then we go to gym class and they're playing volleyball Bella accidentally spikes the ball into Mike's head so this is a new character we're meeting he comes over and at first is like annoyed but then it's like oh my god hot new girl so he's like ah oh, hey what's up so Bella's just like trying to make small talk like sorry I hit you in the head my bad and then Jessica Anna Kendrick comes over and she's like oh my god good spike girl ha 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 she is obviously in love with Mike we know this from the beginning and so she's like what is this new girl doing encroaching on my territory because she can tell that Mike is like enthralled by Bella and so she's like aren't you from Arizona aren't people from Arizona supposed to be really tan and then Bella in the most awkward way to (laughs) deliver this line ever she's like yeah maybe that's why they kicked me out and they're like you're so funny you're so funny Bella (laughs) so Bella sits with Eric Mike Jessica and Angela at lunch um there's this group of people who start slow motion walking in and Bella's like who are they and the way that Jessica says them those are the collins she says it so specifically that whenever i first saw this movie i thought their last name was colin because she says it like so that you so strongly um yeah so they are dr and mrs collins foster kids they moved here from alaska a few years ago and they all keep to themselves and also date each other yeah they're like uh, Dr. Cullen is some sort of, like, matchmaker, step-parent, and Angela's like, I wonder if he'll adopt me. Girl, I, if you were posing as high school children, you don't, I feel like you wouldn't make your relationship so public, 
I, I don't understand. To, like, make it less weird and, like, stand out less? There's a lot of things that they could do to stand out less, but <laughs> Like, not fine. date your brother? <laughs> also, I'd like to mention in this scene and in many others, Kellen Lutz is seen holding a bag of boiled eggs. <laughs> Vampires don't eat. That's something in the books they don't eat ever. And so he was holding them because he had to be really buff to be a vampire, so he was eating, like, a shit ton of protein. And so he, as, like, Kellen Lutz, had these eggs, and then he just, like, had them on set in one of the scenes, and then I think they just, like, left because it, it was funny so he has a bag of boiled eggs he has this all white outfit and then his white boiled eggs and they're all so white with their white makeup okay also the other thing is that they have fucking edward cullen wear these little wristbands these like sweatbands with the cullen crest on them that's the ugliest shit i've ever seen no one would ever wear that why would they do that like oh these, these sweatbands yeah i have my family crest <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. So immediately, the last one to walk in is Edward, and Bella's like, who's that? Because Jessica's giving a little overview. That's Alice, that's Jasper. He always looks like he's in pain, whatever. Rosalie is dating Emmett, Alice is dating Jasper, but no one is good enough for Edward. Yes, uh, this is also funny, because in the books, I haven't read all of Midnight Sun, but the one um, from Edward's point of view... Jessica was fucking in love with Edward and he would not give her the time of day and like her thoughts are always about like how annoying he is because he won't pay attention to her and how much she likes him so that's why she's always like Edward mm. and that's why she's a bad fucking friend but we'll get to that later <laughs> later movies not so okay. much in this one spoilers yes <laughs> um so Bella walks into biology class she steps in front of a fan, <laughs> and she looks at Edward, who almost vomits. He holds his nose and, like, glares like, at her. Gags. She literally sniffs her hair to, like, see. She's like, am I smelly? Like, what's going on? Um, so she has to sit by Edward all class because that's the only seat available. That was her lab partner, and Edward just, like, won't stop staring at her. Yeah, he's just, like, silent. He, like, pushes all the stuff they're doing towards her and is, like, out of there as quickly as the, and as the bell And so rings. much agony. Yes. So he goes immediately to the, like, uh, office. Admin office. Yeah, and he's like, can I get switched to any other science class? Like, I cannot be in this class. And they're like, no, there's no way. You have to stay in this class. And he's like, I guess I'll just have to bear through it. And so Bella, like, walks in as he's having this conversation and then also just like walks out she's just like why does he hate me so much oh my god so <laughs> it's kind of a pointless scene of like her seeing that I guess it's just to see like oh my god I think he hates me uh so then after that we're Bella? at the diner oh wait oh. oh I guess I missed that <laughs> yeah we're at the diner Charlie goes to all the time um I, yeah it's kind of a pointless scene I only mentioned it because I thought this was a Stephanie Meyer cameo but it's later uh, so then we cut to Bella is in the parking lot planning to confront Edward about how, like, rude he's been, but he, this is the next day, he didn't arrive with all the other Cullens. Um, the, her friends are in the parking lot, like, hanging out. They're, they're like, oh, like, hey, Bella, come over here, but... She's too busy reading her book and listening to music by herself. <laughs> it's like the um, fan fiction where somebody brings a book to Harry to the One Direction concert, and <laughs> Harry Styles sees someone in the crowd reading the book. That's Bella. She's not like most girls. No. Um, so and then like for days, Edward continues not to show up. Yeah, we also get a brief scene where we see someone being chased and murdered. Um, that's just kind of like split in there. 
then at home we see Charlie put new tires on Bella's truck and he says that someone got murdered by an animal last night he needs to go to like the next town over or something also I mentioned that he put new tires on her truck because this is a big thing in the books Charlie is like not very affectionate he obviously didn't grow up like raising Bella very much because she was with her mom the whole time and he loves her very deeply but he doesn't know how to show that because he's like a man and kind of emotionally stunted and um so this is like one of the things that he does like he takes care of her truck and he does these little things to try and like show her that he loves her and appreciates her <laughs> we love charlie yeah so i just wanted to bring that up because i remember that being like a common theme in the books like that's something that he consistently does for her because he cares about her and that's something he can easily do to show that hold on yeah um so after that yeah an animal killed somebody uh we see <laughs> Back at school, Eric is asking Bella to homecoming. He's, like, trying to beat around the bush a little bit and, like, say other stuff, but he's basically asking her. Bella doesn't answer because Mike interrupts with his beanie and, like, sprays it on her head and is like, hey, Arizona, how you liking the rain, girl? Which is, again, another <laughs> iconic line. And Eric was like, I was talking to Bella about something, but Bella leaves because, again, she doesn't want to talk to him. And that's when she sees that Edward is back in class. They're going to biology. Um, so she sits down next to him and he introduces himself. Bella's obviously standoffish because last time she saw this man, he looked like he wanted to murder her. Um, and then he hasn't been there for like a week. And so she starts asking him questions. Um, also during this time, they're having a lab. They have to label the phases of mitosis and the winning group gets the golden onion. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I was not paying attention. Edward explains that he's been out of town for personal things the past few days. Yeah. And they're, like, asking each other questions. And so Edward's like, oh, like, do you move to, uh, he's like, oh, like, do you like the rain? And Bella's like, no, not really. He's like, so why did you move to, like, the wettest place on earth? And um, I don't know what Bella says, but Edward's essentially like, so you don't like cold, wet things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally wrote in my notes, I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable during this entire scene. Like, the way that it's acted, the things they say. I don't know if this is on purpose to make it so uncomfortable. If it was, congrats. <laughs> because I hated it. I hated every second of okay, it. The whole thing is that's stupid, too, is like, why did you move here? Like, I'm a fucking teenager. I mean, she did have a choice in the matter, but, like, most teenagers don't have a choice in where they move. Like, yeah. they just go where their parents tell them. And so, um, he's, she's talking about, like, oh, my stepdad is, like, in the minors, and so they travel a lot, so I came here to stay with my dad or whatever. And, like, Edward, again, is asking all of these questions that I don't know why Bella's even answering because he's, like, been a jerk to her. But as they're talking, they're also, like, looking in the microscope, looking and labeling the phases of mitosis. And so they'll be like, oh, that's prophase. And Edward's like, oh, can I check? And so he does. He's like, prophase. She's like, like I said. And then they do the same thing, like, back and forth. And, oh, then they trust each other. So, yeah, they have this conversation. They get to know each other. Out in the hallway, Bella notices that Edward's eyes completely changed color from the last time she saw him. Yeah, so she asks him about it. And he's like, it's the fluorescence. (laughs) It's the fluorescence. I I don't think the fluorescence make your eyes from black to like amber yeah (laughs) and then he just walks away (laughs) but also uh bella and edward got the golden onion because bella is a smart girl of course yes Um, uh bella walks out to the truck by herself edward is watching her from the other side of the parking lot as she approaches her truck this car comes out like comes around the corner skidding on ice completely out of control and is about to hit her however edward appears out of nowhere and stops the truck with his hand 
And then runs off very quickly. And then runs away as every person in the entire student body runs over and is like, Bella, are you okay? Are you okay, Bella? Well, yeah, it's not able to be, like, shown in the movie very well, but, like, they're supposed to be so fast that, like, you don't see them. It's like the blink of an eye, like, that quick, so... (laughs) Which doesn't make sense later on. The, the Listen, there's a lot of things that don't make sense, but it's fine. Yeah, so everyone's freaking out because Bella almost got hit. Tyler, who's the kid who was driving the car, is like profusely apologizing. He's bleeding. Bella's perfectly fine. Yeah, Bella's fine. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so sorry, Bella, whatever. Like, so, it's very, like, it's icy and cold. It very, it's very much an accident. Well, yeah, it, like, but everyone's like, fuck you, Tyler. Literally, well, yeah, we'll get to the, hosp- we get to the hospital. You almost killed our precious new girl, Bella. Yeah, so we get to the hospital. Charlie arrived and is very pissed, which honestly, I think you should be worried, not pissed. But again, maybe this is just a man doesn't know what to do with his Bella's emotions. Bella's like nothing hit her <laughs> yeah so uh he goes over and again tyler is apologizing again he's like again i'm so sorry bella and charlie's like i'll deal with you later i'm gonna remote revoke your license which that's a bad sign we don't Charlie, like police i know you're using their power had years of toxic masculinity built up but we'll get there we'll learn charlie yes <laughs> um so dr carlisle or dr cullen sorry <laughs> carlisle comes over and he's like oh yeah i checked out bella like she's looking good everything's fine and bella's like yeah i'm actually really lucky that your son was there because he got over to me so quick it's like he stopped the car himself and carla's just like uh-huh Okay, yeah, whatever you say, Bella. <laughs> Everyone is gaslighting the hell out of Bella. Okay, cool, because then she goes around the corner and she hears Edward arguing with Carlisle and Rosalie. He's like, what was I supposed to do? Just let her die? So Bella's like, what's going on? And so she talks to Edward and she's like, how did you get to me so fast? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was standing right next to you. And Bella's like, no, you got to be like in the blink of an eye. And they're like arguing back and forth. And then Edward just goes, well, nobody's going to believe you, so... Yeah, and just walks away. <laughs> okay, but and then also, he, says, he says, you're not going to let this go. And Bella's like, no. And he goes, well, I hope you enjoy your disappointment. <laughs> okay, also back to the conversation he was having with Rosalie and Carlisle. He couldn't just let her die anyway because Jasper is a relatively new, like, vampire or whatever. So, like, her blood everywhere, that is a disaster. That is a nightmare. We will see that in New Moon. Like, spoilers. But, like, he couldn't have let that happen anyway. So... Despite the fact that he did this because he has a crush on this random human, um, he also did kind of need to do that. Yeah, so Bella is asleep. She opens her eyes and, I swear to God, I saw Edward. Because then she closes her eyes and wakes back back up again and he's gone. She's dreaming about Edward already. Oh my God. She's dreaming about Edward. Yeah. It's been like a week. (laughs) So, okay. So Bella and like all of her friends are going on this field trip. And Mike comes over and asks her to prom, and Bella's like, no, uh, I'm going to be out of town that weekend, but you should ask Jessica. I think she likes you. Um, So they get on the bus, and then they're going to this greenhouse for this field trip. In the greenhouse, Edward comes up to Bella, unprompted. Edward is always coming up to Bella. He's like, what's in Jacksonville? You said you were going to Jacksonville. And she's like, are you stalking me? And he's like, no, I answered the question. And she's like, like, you never answered my questions. About how you got, how you saved my life. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's like, I had an adrenaline rush. It's very common. You can Google it. And he's like, we shouldn't be friends. (laughs) Yeah. Edward! (laughs) And she's like, are we friends? Because I'm getting very mixed signals Have you not had a hundred years to practice socialization? No, he hasn't. (laughs) And so, oh my God. He's like, well, if you know what's good for you, you'll stay away from me. And she's like, what if I don't? Bitch, I didn't fucking come up to you. I didn't ask you to save my life. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then Jessica comes up and, like, interrupts this conversation. She's like, oh, my God, Bella, Mike asked me to the dance. Like, is that okay? Like, I thought you guys were maybe going to go together. And she's, Bella's like, no, like, good for you, girl, even though she's the one who literally set them up. 
Uh, <laughs> Eric comes over and says, Bella, look, a worm. Another iconic line. Uh, then Edward comes up again. And this is when he's like, we shouldn't be friends. Um, and then she's like, you should just let the van crush me. She's like, you hate me so much. And he's like, you think I hate you? Yes. From the way <laughs> you're acting? Yes, I do. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so, again, that's just, he doesn't know what to do, so he's like, I need to leave. He push, punches the bus door to get it to open so he can get on the bus, and Alice is like, oh, is Bella gonna join us? And he's like, no, and just, like, walks away. <laughs> um, so at lunch the next day, I guess, Bella gets invited to the beach over the weekend. To La Push. It's La, La Push, push. <laughs> baby. Okay, I'll go if you stop saying La Push. Um, over at, like, the salad bar, I guess, Edward comes up to her. The apple drops, it hits off Edward's shoe into his hand. That wasn't him. CGI. They did that yeah. practically. Yeah, so we get the, the book title, the original book cover. Yeah, and then he's like, if you're smart, you'd stay away from me. And it's like, sir, you came over to you her. Keep coming up to her. You keep approaching <laughs> her. Leave her alone. This movie is just <laughs> Edward coming, like Bella, unprompted. Edward walking <laughs> up to her and he's like, you have to stay away from me. And Bella's like... I am! <laughs> yeah, and so... And she's like, all I asked was how you flew across the parking lot in a blink of an eye. And I asked that after you did that. I haven't asked that since. I've only asked that after you've already come up to me. <laughs> yeah, and so he he's like, well, what are your theories? She's like, I considered radioactive spiders and uh, tad of that top... Of, that of toxic waste and he's like those are all superhero things what if i'm the villain she's like you're not <laughs> just so easily um and so he like she's like she invites him to hang out because she's like, she's you want to like, come to la push yeah and he's like oh i can't uh but he doesn't say that uh at the beach later the beach. it's freezing yeah angela wants to ask well, angela wants eric to ask her to prom and bella's like ask him you're a feminist. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, she literally it. says, like, you're a strong woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so awkward the way Stuart says it. Yeah. She's like, um, you're a strong, independent woman. Go ask him. Or it's more like, you're a strong, independent woman. Go ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Angela's considering that. All of their friends come over. And then Jacob and some of his friends come over, too. Because La Push is on the reservation. So this is, like, the Quali, like, land. And uh, they come over and they're talking and Jessica's like, oh, Bella's waiting for the person she invited. Because Jessica's a bad friend. <laughs> and they're like, oh, who'd you invite? And she's like, oh, I invited Edward. And then Jacob's friends are like, the, the Cullens? The Cullens don't come here. The Cullens don't come here. <laughs> we never see these same and actors then, again. And then, so Bella and Jacob go off, like, go off walking on their own. And Bella's like, why don't the Cullens come here? And Jacob's like... Oh, you heard that, huh? After they were so clearly in front of everyone being like, the Cullens don't come here. Yeah, okay, and then, Jacob, this, again, permanently burned into my brain, so he's like, I'm not supposed to tell you. It's really just, like, a scary story. That's exactly how he says it. That's how Taylor Lockhart talks. That's exactly it. A scary story. story. And Bella, so we're now looking together. <laughs> he talks about their ancestors. Um, apparently, the Colites are are uh, like ancestors of wolves, or their they ancestors descended from wolves. wolves yes. While the Cullens descended from an enemy clan, the Cold Ones. The Cold Ones. Um, Jacob's grandfather made a treaty with the people that the Cullens descended from to stay off the land. Yeah, as long as they don't bite people, the treaty is intact. It's all good. And Bella's like, "Well, what are they? What are the Cold Ones?" And Jacob's like. It's just legend, Bella. Like, <laughs> I'll leave it alone. <laughs> um, 
Um, so we get a quick scene where, oh, I mentioned this. So I mentioned the diner earlier because Bella meets one of Charlie's friends, Waylon. He's just like a town local. And we cut to this scene where Waylon is getting attacked by these vampires. This time we see all of them. So we see a redhead with this beautiful curly hair. A beautiful mane. Yes, we see a blonde dude with a ponytail. And then we see a black man with like these long dreadlocks. He's also wearing like Victoria, not Victoria, like French style clothing. <laughs> but Victoria has like a giant puffy jacket, like puffy Fur coat. feather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they all murder Waylon. Fun. Uh, yeah, so it's a sunny day at school. All the students are outside during lunch or before class enjoying the weather. And Bella says, where are the colons? So apparently when the weather is nice in Forks, Washington, their excuse that the colons give is that they just take all their children camping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... What? <laughs> listen, the colons have a lot of money because Char- Carlisle is a doctor and because they're like so fucking old so like they could probably just pay off the schools and be like it's fine so they're like oh it's nice out we're gonna go camping bye we'll be back when the weather's bad (laughs) yeah well okay that's the thing right because it's supposed to be bad weather in Washington most of the time like it's not super sunny there a lot so and all the students were just like yeah like I tried to convince my mom to do that she said no (laughs) no one's like what the fuck (laughs) yeah um, so Angela and Jessica are talking about how they're going to go shopping at Port Angeles later. And Bella had looked up the story that Jacob told her and found a bookstore there. And so she's like, hey, can I tag along? And they're like, yeah, we need your opinion on our dresses. Yeah, so they're going shopping. Angela and Jessica are trying on dresses. <laughs> they're in the dress store. And Anna Kendrick acting her ass off. She's like, I like this one. My boobs look good. <laughs> I bring this up because this will be brought up later. <laughs> Um, so Bella's just kind of sitting there because she's not like most girls. She doesn't care about dresses. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, I'm going to go to a bookstore. I'll meet you guys for dinner later. So, okay. I don't understand like what time this is. Because whenever she walks to the bookstore, it's still light. She goes into the bookstore. She knows what book she's looking for. She buys the book. And then when she goes outside, it's dark already. Yeah. And she decides to walk through an alley by herself. By herself. And it's how she's not from and doesn't know. So, naturally, a group of hoodlums descend upon her and, like, literally about to, like, gang rape her. Yeah, they're just, like, they're surrounding her. They're, like, pushing her, saying all this shit. And, luckily, Edward Cullen drives up in his Volvo. That's something we haven't (laughs) mentioned. This is in the book so fucking much. He drives a Volvo. Uh, He drives up in his Volvo and he's like, get in the car. And he's like yelling at the guys to like leave. He's just like, back off her. Yeah, he's like literally like hissing at them like he's an animal. And none of them are like laughing at him because that's what I would do if someone was hissing at me like an animal. Right. Um, But he gets in the car and almost hits all of them and then drives off really fast. And Bella's like, where did you come from? What are you doing? I should go back there and rip their heads off. And she's like, you should put your seatbelt on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he, okay, this part is kind of funny. He, like, laughs and he's like, you should put your seatbelt on. Because he's, like, driving really fast. And she's like, he's like, you, if you could hear the awful things they're thinking about you. She's like, can you? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, um, Edward... Edward's like, distract me so I don't turn around and kill them. (laughs) So he drops her back off at the restaurant where she was supposed to meet her friends for dinner, but they ended up eating without her. Um, So Edward's like, well, I should let Bella get some food. So Jessica and Angela are like, okay. Yeah, the looks that they are giving Bella whenever they (laughs) see her show up with Edward Cullen. That's the sign of a good friend. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, call us later. Like, we see you. Okay, you guys want to get your food? 
talk to you later, Bella. Bye. <laughs> yeah, so they go into the restaurant. The waitress is very obviously hitting on Edward, which he's, like, laughing about because, again, we know he can read her thoughts, so he's, like, laughing at whatever she's thinking. <laughs> the humans find me attractive. Yeah. Um, um, Edward's not eating anything, and Bella starts asking questions, like, where did you come from? Why did you show up? And he says, I feel very protective of you. It's been, like, two weeks. And, and she's like, so you were following me. And he's like, I just wanted to be nearby in case something bad happened. And good thing I was. It's been two weeks. And Bella's not like, this is creepy. This is stalkery. Bella's been in town for two weeks. (laughs) Edward says, he's like, yeah, I can read people's minds. Uh, but yours. And he's like, I don't have the, the strength to stay away from you anymore. Also, um, whenever he says he can read every, everybody's mind, to prove that, he goes around the restaurant and says what people are thinking. He's like, money, sex, money, sex, cat. It's a funny scene. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he can read everyone's mind but Bella. And because of that, she is so irresistible to him that yeah. he can't stay away. In the car, Bella brushes against Edward's hand and it's freezing. She's like, Oh um, they pass by the police station and they see, like, loads of cop, cor- cop cars, a whole frenzy. And Carlisle's also there. Yeah. So they pull over to see what's going on. Which, again, uh, I don't think you would do or should do, but whatever. Dad's working. <laughs> um, we learned that Waylon died in an animal attack and Dad is like, here, take this, and gives Bella some pepper spray. Which she should have had to begin with. <laughs> and also, like, uh, Dad is upset because Waylon was, like, a close family friend and so yeah. this is, like, Bella's trying to, like, be emotionally supportive to him, but he's also an adult and should be able to do that himself, whatever. Yeah, so Bella does her research and is looking up the Cold One, an ancient legend, and the Cold One leads her to the legend of the vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Bella arrives at school, and instead of going into school, she just walks into the forest. Well, she makes eye contact with Edward, and then walks, and into, then walks the forest, into the forest, because she knows that he's going to follow her. Yeah, so he follows her, and this is where we get, we get the scene. We get Bella's monologue. Um, she, she's like, your, your eyes cold, your skin is pale, white, blah, 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 all this stuff. She's like, how old are you? 17. How long have you been 17? A while. He admits, a while. She says, I know what you are. Say, say it. Say it out, out loud. loud. Vampire. Are you afraid? No. She says, you won't hurt me. Bitch, <laughs> how do you fucking know that? You don't know that. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you have to see who I truly am. So he grabs her and runs her to the top of the mountain where the sun is shining so he can show her his sparkly skin. And she's like, it's beautiful. He says, this is the skin of a killer, Bella. The skin of a killer, Bella. Um, and so he's like, so he's like, he, he keeps like running and like okay. talking. At the same <laughs> he, says, he says, I'm designed to kill. Um, Bella says, I don't, like, I don't care. That doesn't matter. He's like, I want to kill you. I thought about killing you. I still want to kill you. She's like, it's fine. I trust you. He's Bella. like, he's like, everything about me invites you in. As if you could outrun me. As, as if, if you, you could, could outrun me. <laughs> as everything about you invites, everything about you invites me in. <laughs> he just, like, keeps running to different places. And the whole time, Bella's like, no, you're not going to hurt me. You're not going to hurt me. Bella. Bella, you don't know him! Girl! <laughs> also, did you ever see that um, Frankenstein Twilight parody sketch on SNL with Taylor Swift? No. So it's like the same thing, except it's Frankenstein, and it's very obvious it's Frankenstein, so she's like, I know what you are. And then he's like, <laughs> She's like, you're so beautiful, you're green skin. And he's like, 
<laughs> Look it up. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Edward, again, is like, you're a fucking idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? And so he's like, ask me the most basic question. What do we eat? she's like she's like (laughs) then he runs in a circle again again she's like i don't care i know you won't hurt me and he's like well we consider ourselves vegetarians we only eat animal blood but your blood smells so good to me i never want he says i never wanted a human's blood so much in my life you're my you're my own personal brand of heroin to which she responds i trust you (laughs) and he hated her so much for making her making her for making him want her so badly Again, not her fault. And then she says, the only thing I'm afraid of is losing you. Ma'am, it's been like three weeks. And then, and then we get the most fucking like quoted lines from this fucking book. Like this shit was all over everywhere. Um, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. That's what a stupid so... lamb. What a sick masochistic lion. They're like cuddling and these like giant rocks. Like they're just like embracing so and getting like other, close though. to each other. And but then, then like, keeps, one walks away. But then it keeps running. <laughs> running and like whoosh. <laughs> and it's so awkward. Then, okay, they Can you to- imagine staring at someone and they're like, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> like talking about yourselves. <laughs> just told you he's a vampire and how badly he's wanted to kill you and still wants to kill you. It's been three weeks! (laughs) It's been three weeks! (laughs) Um, they go to lay in the grass in this clearing and just stare at each other. They don't say anything. They're so far apart from each other. It's whatever. So then we get this Bella voiceover, which again is very iconic and very problematic. She says, there are three things I was absolutely positive of. One, Edward was a vampire. Two, there was a part of him, and I don't know how strong that part was, that thirsted for my blood. And three, I was absolutely and irrevocably in love with him. It's been three weeks. Ma'am. 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 Calm down. He keeps telling you that he wants to murder you, and you're in love. Best when did you fall? In, when did you fall in love? Because last week you were so fucking pissed. But also, what do you know about him besides the fact that he's a vampire? Literally nothing. What's his favorite music? Oh, wait, we'll learn that later. Yeah, but she doesn't know that yet. She doesn't know anything about him. She doesn't know how old he is. She knows he's not fucking 17. (laughs) Okay, yep, that's fine. Guys, (laughs) guys, infatuation is not love. Guys, (laughs) if you meet someone and they tell you they're a teenager, but that they've been a teenager for a while. And they want to fucking kill you. Please stay away from them. Maybe go away. Okay, we need to talk about the ethics of dating someone who's immortal I don't know. I think you should not be a teenager dating someone who's immortal. Even if they're an immortal teenager. I agree. It's There's just, a very big power dynamic yeah. in play here. I think immortal people should only date immortal people. I think immortals dating mortals is a bad combination. There's a line there that is definitely crossed. Yeah. So, in case you're ever in the situation where you're dating someone and they tell you they're immortal... Just know that there's a power imbalance Shut it down. Just say, I listened to a podcast and they told me that there is a big power imbalance here and we should not do this. We speak from experience. (laughs) Uh, The amount of immortals I've got on dates with. And how bad it ended up. Oh my god. So many. (laughs) Yeah. Trust us. Yes. (laughs) You ever want to talk? (laughs) Just DM us. We'll tell you all about our stories dating immortal people. It's, they're long. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, the so next day, Edward and Bella 
make their s- debut as a couple at yeah, school. Yeah, they show up at school together, holding hands. Edward's wearing sunglasses for the first time in his goddamn movie, for in his goddamn life, probably. For who, Lord knows why. Yeah, and so, um, at Bella's so like- So they're, they're out by the ocean. They didn't go to school. Well, Bella's like, everyone's staring at us, and he's like- I'm going to hell anyway, breaking all the rules, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, yeah, so. You're not going to hell, you're immortal. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're out walking by the ocean. We learned that Carlisle changed Edward in 1918 when he was dying of Spanish flu. Yeah, uh, Bella asks him if you have to be dying to be turned into a vampire, and he's like, no, but Carlisle would never, um, like, force somebody to endure that if they weren't dying. Um, and yeah, so, again, we'll talk about the ethical dilemmas here. Why would Carlisle, Carlisle change wh- them to begin with? I yeah, why would why would you take cuz his why not just let them die? The explanation I believe that we get from the book is that uh he was like a young man who was like healthy. I think Edward was like going to school or something and so he also had like this big life ahead of him. His family had like tragically died and he was like, "Yeah, let me sit- turn this 17-year-old who's dying of the Spanish flu who has no one else into a vampire without asking him." That seems like a good idea. So he can live forever on life. Without any of his family. Yeah, apparently that's fine. Yeah, Carlisle, mm-mm, not ethical. He's a doctor, not ethical. Uh, yeah, so he turned Edward. Like I said, Edward said that Carlisle would never, like, do that to someone unless they were dying. Um, let's see, uh, it's almost, once you start, like, biting someone, it's almost impossible to stop once you taste the blood. Yeah. So if you stop at a certain point, then they become a vampire? Yeah, so you have to bite them and get the venom into their system, but then not, like, kill them, not drink all their blood. Okay. That's how you turn a vampire in this scenario. Um, Edward explains that they only eat animal blood. It keeps them alive, but never fully satisfied. It's like living on tofu alone. Um, and so he says, other va- other vampires are who killed Waylon. And he's like, yeah, um... Our family has different powers. Like, I can read minds, and Alice sees the future. Um, but not really, because it always changes. Because it's Well, the future. the future is subject to change, so she gets a bunch of different visions. Um, yeah, apparently vampires, some vampires have powers, some don't. That would fucking suck if you could turn into a vampire and you just don't have a power. Don't get any You're just a powers. regular vampire. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Edward then shows up at Bella's house later, I guess. He decides to pop Edward the dent like drops, out of her truck. drops her off, yeah. I think. Well, he, he shows up, he dro- pops the dent like, out of her car. And he's like, I want to invite you to meet my family. Yeah, and Bella's like, what if they don't like me? Which is a fair concern. And he's like, you're afraid to go to a house full of vampires, not because they're vampires, but because they won't like you? What about both? You could be scared of both. <laughs> both very valid. <laughs> um, the blacks arrive, Jacob and his dad. So Edward. Oh my like, god, oh. they have this fucking stare. Edward's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So then they're like driving past each other through like the past the windows on their car, just like staring at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird fucking scene. Um, so yeah, Billy and Jacob come over, and um, they. That's really it. Yeah. Because then Edward brings Bella to his house. Um, Bella is introduced to his mom, basically, Esme, and she says, Bella, we're making Italiano for you. Yeah, they're watching TV of, like, how to cook, and Bella's like, uh, Why does she say Italiano? (laughs) Are you Giada De Laurentiis? Because her name's Bella. Bella. We're we're making Italiano for you. (laughs) 
Yeah. Would you um, like some spaghetti? Yeah. And so Bella's like, oh, that's nice. But Edward is like, she already ate. She's not hungry. Which makes Rosalie break a glass bowl in her hands. <laughs> yeah. And then she like stomps off. And Bella's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just know you guys don't eat. So I ate before. And Rosalie's like, this is the problem. Like, is very upset. <laughs> I, she's. Yeah, I was dangerous for everyone. She's literally just like, oh, I already ate. And then she breaks a glass bowl. (laughs) Rosalie says this is dangerous for everyone involved. And this could end very badly for everyone. Um, And then Bella says, badly as in, I become the meal. And they all laugh. And she's she's not kidding. (laughs) Um, So Edward takes Bella throughout the rest of the house. Well, Alice comes up and hugs Bella and says that they're going to be great friends. Which is true. But she just knows this from visions, which is weird. Um, yeah, so Bella, they're going around the house. Bella sees this grad cap mural on the wall, and he's like, yeah, we matriculate a lot. That's where I learned the definition of matriculate. Why do they have to go to high school? He explains this. They ask that, and it's because the longer, like, the younger they are when they move somewhere, the longer they can stay there. I mean, I guess they could just, like, stay at home, but I think that there may be, like, issues with truancy because they look young enough that they could be in high school. I don't know. It still doesn't make any sense. To they me. could just go to like a different country and like be adults. <laughs> yeah. But what do I know? Um. So in Edward's room, <laughs> Bella immediately is like, "Why is there no bed?" <laughs> <laughs> Bella's ready to fuck Edward. She really <laughs> is. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um. And Edward's like, "Oh, I don't really sleep." Um, and so Bella, like, turns on a record, and Claire Lune starts playing, like, a very, very famous piece of music, <laughs> and Edward's like, oh my god, she knows Claire Lune." <laughs> I didn't know Claire Lune before Twilight. <laughs> I did. Debussy. I did, because it played in, at the last scene of Ocean's Eleven, mm. whenever they're all staring at the Bellagio fountains, and it pans over each one of them one by one. And then, like, a few years ago, it showed up in another show, and I was like, why do I know this song? Why do I know this song? And I looked up, and I was like, oh, it's the Ocean's Eleven scene. <laughs> That's probably where Bella knows it from, too. Yeah, I would I would think that. She loves Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> it's a classic movie. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous girls love Ocean's Eleven. It's true. <laughs> yeah, um, Edward is like, I don't sleep, so I don't have a bed. Uh, yeah, shows her room, the music. They have a similar taste in music. And then uh, they dance well, he, she's like, I don't dance. And he's like, I could make you. It's her. so awkward. Huh? He, like, tries to spin her. <laughs> huh? <laughs> how, how could he make her dance? Because he, he could just, like, pick her up and make her dance. Because he, oh. whatever. Anyway, he opens the door and says, <laughs> he opens the door, flies her to a tree, says, hold on tight, spider monkey. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. Um, I want to bring this up because, <laughs> um... Yeah, so whenever I watch the uh, edition with the people talking, they gave Edward four lines to choose from to say during that, and he chose, hold on tight, spider monkey. I don't know what the other ones were. I don't think they told us, but I don't know what the other ones were. They must have been pretty rough It's th- if that's what he went with. Or maybe he was like, I'm going to choose the stupidest one. Could have been. I remember my friends talking about this, like, unironically, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, so, like, Edward, like, takes her on a ride. Around the trees. Around the trees. And then plays uh, the piano for her. He plays Bella's Lullaby. The song that I only know because of TikTok. After that, we see the police are searching the woods for an animal, and they stumble across a human footprint, because apparently these vampires don't wear fucking shoes. At least not Victoria. So then... 
at school, Mike goes up to Bella unprompted and tells her that he doesn't like Edward. Uh, he says he looks at you like you're food. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Oh, I guess I skipped that part. Yeah, it's just a little thing. And then we go to the diner again, and Stephanie Meyer cameo. They're like, here, Stephanie, here's your vegetarian burger. Um, and then the waitress comes over to Charlie and asks if they found anything in the woods. Because, again, like we said, Waylon was, like, a local, like, people, like, everyone knew, knew him, and so they're worried about what's going on. And so Charlie said that they, um, they're, like... They found a human footprint or something. He tells everyone. Like, everyone's listening to what's going on. I don't think you can do that. Uh, but then Bella's friends are, like, at the, win- at the window trying to, like, get her attention. And Charlie's like, you should go hang out with your friends. And she's like, no, like, they're not really my friends. And Charlie's like, are you dating anyone? He's like, I'm worried that I leave you alone too much. And you're, like, gonna spend too much time alone. And Bella is just like, it's fine. I like alone time. So then later, Bella's talking on the phone to her mom, and she's like, you know, I actually kind of like Forks, and mom is like, is this about a boy? And so, as she says this, Edward shows up in her room, and so she gets off the phone, and she's like, oh, I gotta go, and, (laughs) um, yeah, she gets off the phone, and Edward comes in the window. Yeah, so, uh, Edward shows up at her window and comes in, and Bella's like, oh, do you do that a lot? And he's like, yeah, I like to watch you sleep. (laughs) He's like, just for the past few months. Huh? (laughs) Um, so they start kissing. Bella's sitting in her bed, like, not wearing underwear. Like, she's just, like, getting ready for bed or whatever. And they start kissing. They make out. Things start getting hot and heavy. Okay, they make out. I never understood the scene. They make out, and then you hear, like, stop. And then Edward is like pushed against the wall, flings. but he's the one who's saying stop and flings oh, himself. Oh, yeah, I was like, he's flinging himself yeah, off her. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. He's telling himself stop, flings himself against the wall, and Bella's just like, "Whoa, what's going on?" <laughs> you could have just said no, dude. <laughs> when when do we learn that Edward has stayed celibate for a hundred years? Eclipse. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a while. <laughs> Take some time. Yeah, um, so they're kissing, they make out, yeah, whatever. So then they talk He's like, a I can't bit. lose control, because I'm guessing if things escalate, then he'll just, like, try to bite her, I guess. Yeah, well, okay, whenever, he, they talk about this in the book, whenever they're, like, making out, he can, like, taste, like, a little bit of, like, what her blood tastes like, because, like, his tongue is in her mouth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so they cuddle a little bit and talk, (laughs) and then she falls asleep, and again, he watches her sleep, totally normal. Yeah. Um, the next day, Bella mentions that she's going on a date with Edward to Charlie, as Charlie is cleaning his fucking gun, because of course. (laughs) And so Charlie, like, closes the gun and is like, okay, bring him in. Uh, Um, yeah, Edward is, like, waiting outside and tells Charlie that Bella's gonna go play baseball with his family. And, which, again, Charlie is suspicious of, because he's like, Bella is gonna play baseball, huh? <laughs> but he yeah. lets her go. So he drives her out to the field. Where oh they my play. god, we get the baseball scene! It's so good! Yeah, so they show up at this big abandoned field. Bella's like, it looks like it's gonna rain. Why are we gonna play baseball now? They're like, this is the best time to play baseball. They're like, Bella, everyone, you're gonna be umpire. Everyone is wearing these hats over, like, their terrible wigs. Yeah. And it looks so bad. They're also wearing, like, <laughs> like Alice is wearing these horrible baseball pants that look like they're from the 1920s. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably are. That's her time period. But, um... Alice is pitching, and she has this iconic form where she kicks her leg up as she's, like, throwing the ball. It's very fun. 
Um, so yeah, they play a little bit of baseball. As they hit the ball, it's like very loud, sounds like thunder, and Bella's like, oh, I get why you only play during a storm now. Ha ha ha. Because vampires just love baseball so much. It's America's favorite pastime. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is the most... Like, random and unnecessary. No, it is because they play Supermassive Black Hole during this scene, which is so fucking good. Super bla- Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. I also stand by this. The Twilight soundtrack is so fucking good. I literally have it in my car. It's so good. I love it. Um, uh, I'd also like to point out, there's a part whenever Emmett, like, climbs up the tree to go catch the ball, and mm-hmm. Rosalie says, my monkey man. Yep. I do remember my friends quoting that unironically. Gross. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett and Rosalie, just their entire relationship is kind of gross. Um, <laughs> as they're playing baseball, Bella call, calls Rosalie out, which is like, I mean, I know that you're trying to make the right call, but girl, you already know she hates you. Just call her safe. Like She hates her even more because she called her out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, they're playing the game, and then all of a sudden, Alice gets a vision, and she's like, we have visitors. And so they all get together. Edward can read Alice's mind, so he basically also has the gift of seeing these visions all the time because he can see what she's thinking immediately. And he's like, oh, no, they're here. We got to get Bella out. But apparently they just can't run off because they'll, like, see her scent and then they'll track her. So they're like, okay, we have to just, like, talk to talk to them and then get Bella out. So they show up and they're like, oh, what are you guys doing here? Seems like there are more vampires. Sorry to be encroaching on your land. And they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, we're just playing some baseball. It's all good. They're like, don't worry. We sent the police up north. So it's fine. And they're like, oh, can we play baseball? They're like, yeah, some of our players were leaving. And so Bella and Edward are staring at James the entire interaction. (laughs) Laurent is the one talking. They're staring at James. And so they start walking away super slowly. And then the wind blows and James gets a whiff of Bella. And he says, uh, you brought a snack. And so, again, they like hiss at each other. The whole, both teams kind of like go back and they're like trying to protect her and and Laurent's like okay I see we've overstepped our bounds we're gonna go now sorry guys so they leave but Edward's like James is a tracker he has your scent and he's not gonna let go of it until he kills you we have to get you far away from here um so So they start Edward's like we're gonna go to Vancouver and Pella's like I have a father. Yeah, she's like, I need to tell Charlie what's going on. He's like, we need to leave now. And she's like, no, I need to say bye to Charlie. Yeah, and so, oh, this, this scene. Yeah, exactly. That's also why I brought up the thing about Charlie's tires earlier, because this scene this breaks hurts. my heart. Yeah. I I thought I, I thought most of this movie was incredibly boring, but this scene. <laughs> yeah, so Bella goes back home. She, co- she storms in. She's like, I'm done talking to you, Edward. And so she, like, storms in already mad. And Charlie's like what's going on she's like I I just need to get out of here I'm gonna go to Jacksonville I want to talk to mom I want to see her I don't like it here like I need to get out and Charlie's like hey calm down like you you don't need to drive tonight like just calm down she's like no I need to get out of here I want to drive I want to get out whatever yeah so she's packing all of her shit like doing all this stuff Edward is upstairs with her we learn learn that this is just a ruse to like get her away yeah and so (laughs) she's to hurt Charlie well yeah and so she's like I don't know what to say and Edward's like you have to like say something so he'll let you go like you have to like make sure that he like let you go and so she's like I know what I have to say and so like she's like going downstairs she like gets to the door and Charlie's like please can we talk about this like I know that I'm not that fun to be around but like I just care about you and I want to make sure you're safe and she's like I need to get out now because if I don't get out now I'll be stuck here just like mom was and she leaves and slams the door and Charlie lets her drive away and as she gets in the car she's like crying because that's exactly what her mom said when her mom left Charlie Ugh. 
It's Charlie so didn't deserve painful. that. And, like, and the fact that he's like, I'm sorry that like I'm not being a good dad. I'm sorry I'm not around enough. He's really trying. I know. But he doesn't know how. And, and she doesn't mean she it doesn't either. Mean That's it. the hardest part. Like, uh, she's like Charlie. really enjoying her time with him. Charlie Swan. Yeah. Yeah. So Edward. Um, but James was outside this whole time and he heard the whole conversation. Yeah. So he's going to track them to Jacksonville. Yeah. So Bella's driving. And Edward just like climbs into <laughs> appears <laughs> along like in the driver's side window <laughs> climbs into the driver's seat she slides over to the passenger seat and then Emmett jumps on jumps the back on the of car. the car they drive to the Cullen house uh where Laurent is already there to warn them about James because he's now that he's got Bella's scent he's not gonna stop um Alice and Jasper start to drive Bella south and the rest of the family help distract James with Bella's scent um Rosalie is not happy but Bella is part of the family now, apparently. It's been two months. Yep. It's been two months. Yep. She's 17 and... Okay. So Edward like, says, Bella, you are my life now. Yeah. It's been two months. Okay. It's been two months. Sure, great. Right so, then. Bella needs to split up with Alice and Jasper, and then they're gonna take her scent and, like, drag it around the woods and, like, try and distract James. And so, um, Bella calls her mom to explain that she's not in Forks, but she'll be there later. And, um... At this point, that's when I noticed that Bella is wearing a saint bracelet. Oh, yeah. One of those bracelets that you had to explain to me whenever we got them at Cairo, so I didn't know what they were. Yeah. Where they have the pictures of the saints. Yeah, I think it was just because they were, like, popular at the time. Like, she's not religious. Yeah. I didn't know that they were popular. She's not religious. I think it was just, like, a fashion thing. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Bella gets a call from her mom at home, but it's actually James with mom. Well, yeah, at the hotel, Alice has a vision, and she's like, I just see a bunch of mirrors, and James is in a room, and Bella's like, like a dance studio? She's like, oh, I went to that dance studio back in, like, Jacksonville or whatever. And so... Back when I was younger and I lived in Forks. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, Bella knows exactly where it is, and then she gets a call, like you said, and it sounds like her mom is, like, frantic on the phone. She's like, Bella, Bella, where are you? And then James is like, it was just too easy to find your mom. Come to this dance studio alone. I'll know if you bring someone. So, I don't know what the fuck Alice and Jasper are doing, and why she doesn't have a vision of this. Because Bella just leaves. Just leaves. Just walks out by herself. Uh, so she arrives, she hears mom's voice in the dance studio, but it turns out it's just a home video. He never had mom. Yeah. Um, so James appears, and he starts filming Bella. Yeah, he has a video camera, and he's like, I'm gonna take a video and show it to Edward of me murdering you. Um, the whole thing is very fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, so he, like, steps on Bella's ankle, and it breaks, but that's when Edward arrives, and they have a big fight. I'm not gonna lie, this fight's pretty cool, like, in the giant room of mirrors. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed this. I mean, I don't care about this part as much. You can see what what (laughs) we care about in movies. (laughs) Um, he also, I would like to mention, he bites her wrist, but he gets, like, torn off by Edward, so important to keep in mind. She is Um, seething in pain, because whenever you get bit by a vampire and their venom's, like, in your skin, it, like, burns. So she's, like, burning She's also on top of a bunch of broken glass. And has a broken ankle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Edward and James fight some more before the rest of the Cullens arrive, um, like, Edward is about to kill James, but then they pull him off so that the family can kill James. Yeah, also, the way to kill vampires in this realm is you have to tear their bodies apart and burn the pieces. So that's yeah. what they have to do. 
Um, I don't know what happens if they don't burn the pieces. I guess they can just kind of, like, come back together <laughs> and, like, become a vampire again? I don't know. Um, so, Edward must suck the venom out of Bella's yeah, body. Okay. Carlisle and Edward are both there. I don't know why Car- Carlisle doesn't do this, because he's a fucking vampire doctor and, like, yeah. has done this many times before. But, no, Edward's like, I have to do it. Edward has to do it. Even though her blood is so irresistible to him. Yeah, he's about to go too far, but he uses his glove to stop himself before drinking too much yeah there's also these like weird fucking scenes that they overlay where like edward and bella are like vampires (laughs) like traditionally like gothic vampires like the weirdest shit and that fucking um uh iron and wine song is playing (laughs) it's very weird Um, yeah, so he sucks out the blood, everything is fine, they burn James, it's all good. Yeah, Bella wakes up in the hospital, mom is there, Edward is pretending to be asleep in the chair? Yeah. (laughs) Mom tells Bella this fake story that she was told that Bella went to the Cullen's house and she fell down the stairs, basically. Yeah. Um, Bella's like, oh, I want to live in Forks, and mom's like, okay, cool. Um, Edward explains that, uh, they killed James, but Victoria ran off. And, um, says that Bella needs to leave so he can't hurt her. And Bella's like, nah. Well, she freaks out. She's like, do not leave. Like, like, don't fucking do that. She's just woken up from a fucking, like, not a coma, but just woken up and doesn't know what's going on. Very disoriented. And her boyfriend's, like, trying to break up with her and be like, I'm never gonna come back. And she's like, no. Um, so Edward, like, Edward's kind of like, okay. Edward agrees, which I will get to this in the next movie. I have thoughts about this, but yeah, Edward agrees that he'll stay, whatever. Um, so. Then we cut to Bella walking down the stairs for prom. And of course, because Bella is not like most (laughs) girls, she's wearing Converse and an ankle boot for her broken ankle. And she's also wearing leggings under leggings her dress. Under her ruffled dress. Her gray leggings under this like bluish purple dress. Mm, it's bad. It's like a halter too. <laughs> it's bad. It's a short dress too because of course Bella wouldn't wear a long dress to no, prom. No. no. Never. Yeah. So uh, they go to to prom together. They show up. Um, as she gets there, Jacob like talks to her outside, and he's like, "My dad paid me to tell you to break up with Edward." He's like, "I don't really care. I just wanted the money." And Bella's like, "Okay, cool. Okay, bye." <laughs> he's like, "We should hang out sometime. Make sure you get the money. Bye." Yeah. So Bella and Edward go to dance inside. Whenever they're inside, Bella sees Jessica, and she's wearing the dress that she got that makes her boobs look good, and Bella, like, motions to her boobs and does a thumbs up, which is a very gay scene. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> because without the context, you're just like, why is Bella telling her her boobs look good? She's just complimenting her friend's boobs. It's nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, so they're at the dance. They're, like, talking a little bit, and they're like, let's go somewhere more private. So they go to this cause gazebo outside as they get there all the other couples there leave which you could not pay me to leave if this new girl is dating edward cullen right i would be there i would be there all night what are you talking about but they leave them alone and so they're dancing and bella's like when are you gonna turn me into a vampire alice has already seen that i'm gonna be a vampire so just turn me now i'm just getting older okay this is what i realized like prom is normally at the end of april mm-hmm. where we're from and if she arrived in the middle of march it's been a month and a half. Yeah. A month and a half. The timeline doesn't make sense because Edward was gone for like a week or two whenever he like was gone from class or whatever. So yeah. that would have been like a week or two. Then he comes back. He's back for like maybe two weeks when they have those interactions of like saving her, talking about that. 
it has to be at least like another week or two before she realizes he's a vampire. And then like, are do they ever have time to like go on a date or do no! something? No, <laughs> they never went the baseball game. The baseball game that was their date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they go to prom together, and Edward is basically like, I'm not going to turn you into a vampire. Like, is one lifetime with me not enough? Bella's like, what the fuck? You're going to date me when I'm old and wrinkly? And we'll get to it more later. But he's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, they kiss. It's, it's the end. And then we see Victoria's at fucking prom. She's, like, watching from a window. How and did this- she get in? You need a ticket. <laughs> she snuck in. <laughs> she went, Whoosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> upbeat music plays, and that's the end of Twilight, the first Twilight movie. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought this movie was kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first Twilight. I think it's very and good. And that, that's great for you. You have some great memes, some well, great feelings with it. No, I know that part of it is nostalgia, but I also just think it's funny. Like, I genuinely think that a lot of it is funny. Like, See, the way I, I'm acting, still not even... And the way that it's written, I think is funny. I'm still not even at that point. Like, I just watched this movie and I was like, I'm so bored. We're already an hour in and she's just <laughs> figuring out he's a vampire. <laughs> like, what else happened? <laughs> and then, like, half the movie is just like, stay away from me. But here I am. <laughs> That's okay. I also, I really enjoy New Moon as well. Elizabeth has already seen New Moon because we made I made her watch it for my birthday one year. I don't year. remember a lot of it. I feel like I might have more context, though. <laughs> yeah, you will have more context. So that should be good. I obviously give Twilight a 5 out of 5 because I think it's the best of the Twilight movies, and I just think it's, like, fun. I think it can stand alone and is fine. So. I gave it a 2 out of 5 for Charlie and for the fight scene. Yeah, that's Twilight. <laughs> I enjoy it a lot, and we will get back to you with New Moon in two weeks. It'll I've decided what we're going to do after Twilight. Yeah. Because we're watching movies based on books you loved as a child. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch The Click after we finish the Twilight Can't series. Can't wait. I love Annie, The Click. Annie, friend of the pod, I know she wanted to come on because she also read The Click. I will be reading the book in preparation. Amazing. <laughs> so I can't look wait. forward to that once we finished four more Twilight movies. <laughs> It'll be a time. <laughs> I would say we could try and combine both uh, Breaking Dawns, but there's so much that happens that we can't. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> this is already probably like an hour and a half. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I hope you appreciate it. Thanks for- This is this is what we get for skipping a week. Yeah. We had to, to prepare for <laughs> Also, sorry that my voice is literally like going out. It's because of the, the weather and from talking so much. I haven't talked this much in a while. So. Okay, we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.